0: What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props, and it's game
1: time.
2: Yeah, Hello. I so
3: too. Hi. You. You look Hi, ju- guys. You look just like my sister. It's wild.
0: <laughs> oh, isn't that weird? Oh my gosh. I,
3: I. I'll have to show you a picture. It's so crazy. I just put I two and two together. That too. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> funny?
2: How are you I'm doing? Like a I'm
3: good.
2: <laughs> How are you? We're good. We're good. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I followed you guys since the beginning, really.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. We're, it's been so a while long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so where I are you now?
0: Um, the, I'm in London. So just finished training and was just getting home. Um, yeah, so London, UK. That was cool. the
1: training session. Was it a killer? It actually was.
0: Our Wednesdays are death. Like, are they that so yeah. and we just
1: podcasted with another player on Monday and she's like, Oh my god, today was fitness. She's like, We yeah. got our ass skipped.
0: Exactly. No, what we do on Wednesdays, please let me tell you. So we'll play like eleven to eleven, but she'll go like rapid fire and there's coaches all around um, the field, and she'll be like, she'll point to one and everyone has to sprint to that coach, and then you start playing. And then out of nowhere she'll be like, Okay, the other corner. So we're all like
2: Oh, oh my gosh. Corners. I actually love like, that though. It sounds fun, but, exactly but terrible. It's not-
3: <laughs> At least you're still playing though. You know, like you well, go to play. Yes. And it's not so just you're it sprinting. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> functional fitness, which is better. But um, yeah, if you lose, you have to do a bunch of box to box. So it gets heated. Oh, God. Oh,
2: yeah. No, it's good though. How do you compare playing over there to playing in the US, to playing in Canada?
0: Yeah. I mean,. I I guess because I've played in the U.S., I guess it was five or six seasons, and then um, I played a year in Sweden, and then um, I have played in Australia as well, but I guess in the U.K., like, it's kind of a mixture of the speed and strength of the U.S., like, you know how it is, it can be very transitional because people are mm-hmm. very fast, like, very fit, can go for 90-plus minutes, and then... I guess it has that mixture of like European like technical ability kind of want to play with more, I guess, um, tactical awareness, whereas I feel like the U S is still going like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good mixture of physicality, but then also like almost every team wants to play out of the back here. Like it's a good mix. So I'm really enjoying it.
2: That's awesome. And what about like Sweden and Australia, if you had to like give a few like words to de- describe that, what would it be?
0: Sweden was really fun because it was at a time in my career um, where I I graduated from Michigan and then I went right to Australia actually first and I had a blast playing for Perth Glory Um, and we had such a good team that year like we had like Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford, (laughs) Alana Kennedy so we had a a lot of the Matildas Um, so that was like such a fun introduction to kind of professional football and then Sweden was like another step up in terms of professionalism and how much we trained and Um, I really enjoyed the Swedish league because I felt like every team competed. So Mm -hmm. there was like no easy game. Um, Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm thankful for all those
1: experiences, but I don't even know what would be my favorite because they're all different. Mm -hmm. That's a big transition out of college to go Ah. All the way there,
0: I know, right? Yeah. Well, it's because at the time I I was I'm obviously Canadian and I didn't get drafted into the NWSL, so I was like, well, let's go play abroad and just packed my bags, went from Australia, then went right to Sweden.
1: So it was fun. I ask every player this who's played in Australia. <laughs> I need to know about the bugs there. <laughs> just, <laughs> what was your experience? You're a scaredy cat. I just need to know. I need. I'm. <laughs> Preparing myself for the day when I go there. <laughs> Honestly, Were there killer spiders hunting you at night? That's what I need to know. It's actually real because I know.
0: <laughs> that's unfortunate. I found like a black widow spider, which is like a massive spider in the corner of the bathroom, up on the I, ceiling. And I, I was like, "No, I can't deal with this." So I got my Australian roommate I'm like, "Absolutely yeah, not." Yeah,
3: I'm do out. What do you do? What do you do? You kill them? Do you get a do you dog? Do. Are you allowed to kill them?
0: I. I don't even know. I think she like got a broom and like got it outside somehow. Oh and my then, god. Then we had cockroaches, just like they think cockroaches no. are just nothing. Where like I ants, yeah. <laughs> gross. Yeah. So we had them like in our house and I I mean by the end of it I was like, Oh, there's a cockroach. Like Oh, oh you're, you're desensitized
2: sorry, okay. to it. Yeah. I can't go. We, we used to live in New York City, so we're used to cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the cleanest
3: Rats. apartment, a cockroach would manage there to get was, in there. Yeah. And I, then you're like, yeah. all right, just
0: not gonna cook for a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. I know, and I'm not gonna sleep for a month.
3: <laughs> Wait, so you went from playing overseas there and then and then you came to the NWSL to play for the spirit? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my
0: first um NWSL experience was with um Washington. And then um, Yeah, I was there for a couple seasons and then I moved to Orlando
1: what were your feelings um after not getting drafted when you entered the draft right out of college and like did that shift your mindset for how you're going to continue to play or were you just like focused on getting there one day
0: yeah I think it was a great challenge in my career because I also wasn't on the national team yet so I had done like under 17 Canadian team under 20 Canadian team. And then I was in this kind of lull in my career where I hadn't made the full senior national team. So it was, it was almost like a challenge to myself. Like, well, if I'm not going to be in the end cell and I'm not quite on the full senior team, what can I do to improve my game? And I think like I wouldn't change a thing because I just had to find the confidence to just take a risk, go move across the world. And I'm really happy I did because then when I started playing in Sweden, um, the national team coaches were tracking me. They kind of saw some of my games there. And that's when I got back in with the national team in 2015. And so I've been on it since then. So I think it came at – that challenge came at a good time. You know, when you're right out of college, you're like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like, did that mess with your head you at all? all? Um, you know what? I think at like it did a little bit because I had – I had my first cap when I was still in college with the national team, and I just wasn't ready. Like, I just was not confident enough. I was so nervous and all those kind of feelings. But I think I had such a good college experience, and I knew I wanted to keep playing. So I guess I kind of took the pressure off myself in terms of the national team and was like, okay, I'm just going to keep playing. And then I felt like when I was in Sweden and I had those like years under my belt, I was like, okay, like I can see this, I can see myself progressing. And then I came in like a different player, in my next national league camp.
1: So
2: yeah, yeah that, that really brings up an interesting point where it kind of just like took the pressure. They don't make a certain team or they're not starting or just little things. They're just like head down, you know, I can't do it. Yeah. Just feel like negative, but I love that it just made you a better player, made you who you are now.
3: Yeah, yeah, that too. And like, I just, we always talk about this, but all of you professionals, a lot of you get to the same place, but just have totally different journeys to get there. And it's on a different timelines. And that's what makes it so amazing and unique. And like, our audience now needs to listen to that. Like, you don't, there's no cookie cutter way of getting to the top. Like, you're going to have your own journey and experience and it's going to be great you just got to keep showing up and do it because you love playing like you did that because you love playing so much like anyone else would have just been like i don't want to play overseas you know like because you stuck with it like look where you are now it's incredible
0: no thank you yeah no i really appreciate it i think it's like at a point i almost felt like when in games when i wasn't as confident it was like every mistake was the end of the world Like, it was just like, oh, I made a bad pass or, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, and it's, it's so about mindset. And I know like that sounds cliche, but it really is because it's football. It's 90 minutes. You're going to make mistakes, but it's how do you actually deal with that? And how do you keep building your confidence to know you're a good player? Like I train hard every day and that only comes with time. So it's like, for me, I needed those experiences to play more professional games to make more mistakes and learn from them, and then just to realize, like, I I can do this and just go for it. So, yeah, no, I'm very fortunate, and I definitely feel thankful for the people who have impacted that as well.
3: Yeah, do you have any tips, actually? Like, say you're in a game and you got megged or something, like, or you lost the ball. Like, what is your first instinct to overcome, like, something that might be embarrassing or, like, a failure on the field?
0: Yeah, I mean, I – I kind of, so if we're, I guess if we're in training, it's a bit different because I'm such a hype woman in training. So like, if you came and nagged me, like I'm pissed because I'm ultra competitive, but I'm also like, wow, okay. Like, (laughs) Like, I'm like, like literally today I'm sprinting to the ball, like trying to block across and she absolutely cuts me. Like one of my, one of my teammates ran the team. So I was just like, I like give a little yelp. I'm like, shit. (laughs) and then like you know like you get on with it whereas I feel like in a game I mean even in training I'm like crazy competitive but I think like my mindset is so focused on just next action so it's like okay that happened in that moment but why do you have to put meaning to it like just react just next action like you don't have to put more meaning to it than it is like it just happens so whatever it is it's like you miss the goal you get beat 1v1 it's just like what's my next action is it like get back and defend is it like getting a good tackle or like even just keep it simple and connect my next path so for me it's just like okay next next action
3: that's such good advice have you guys ever heard that i've never heard someone put it that way like yeah. just not put because whenever i mean when i think back to when i would play I would put so much meaning to me getting messing up like it would ruin my entire game and then my entire week. But um I love that it's like you move on and you're and you're proactive like what can you do next to get the ball back or do what you have to do to just get back into it. That's great advice.
2: Did you always have that next action mindset like in college and growing up? Okay,
0: great. Um no, I was just saying I think I've been very fortunate with the coaches I've worked with because I've been around people who've emphasized the mental side of the game for much of my career. So I feel like I've been lucky in that sense that I've been with an national program who we have like a staff position dedicated to culture and dedicated to like how we perceive actions, like how we set goals, how we like feel on the field, like all those sorts of things. And we have mental health, um, which is fantastic. And I think the game keeps growing in that way but I've been very fortunate to have those opportunities. So I feel, yeah, like I've just kind of developed that, but then also been challenged to develop that. So it's put me in a good position to practice
1: it and really put it into the game. I love that. You reflect back on your college experience as a really good one. What made it so great? I mean, I am so
0: the typical like Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. Like I am so like go blue to the, day, to the day I die. So I feel like that is such a unique thing to American colleges because there's mm-hmm. so much pride attached to playing for the whole school, the whole university, like the whole academic community. So I feel like that gave me a lot of energy to really just enjoy my time with the girls at Michigan and with our football team. And uh, I just think it was such a fun experience being part of that whole atmosphere of, yeah, we work hard academically, but then it's like, it's such a big sporting school as well. So I just had a blast, I mean, some of my best friends obviously, and then we were playing good football at the time as well. So like we broke records, we made it to, you know, like the elite eight one year, like we did, good things so yeah I, I I'm so I can't say enough good things about Michigan it was it was amazing
3: other than it was probably really cold
2: <laughs> very very cold <laughs> like, but you're I probably used there. to that right yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. what made you what made you pick Michigan like were you a fan before you went there
0: no so to be fair I was pretty ignorant before
1: like as a <laughs> Canadian Weren't we all though, like in our college (laughs) decision years, like I look I'm like, I was an idiot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No idea. I was like, oh, this looks great. Like good, good academically, good, like athletically. But I mean, at the time, um, I, I was with, I guess the youth national team programs and we had done a bunch of visits. Like we went to Penn state, we went to West Virginia, we went to Louisville, we, Um, did a bunch of things like that. And then when I played in the under 17 World Cup, that's when Greg Ryan, the coach of Michigan at the time, he noticed me and he recruited myself and one of my best friends, Kim. And um, so we both were recruited to Michigan. And then I went and had my visit and I just kind of knew, like, I was just like, wow, this is such a big atmosphere. And um, yeah, the pull to a strong academic school was great as well. But Mm -hmm. I just liked how it was run and yeah, it felt it felt right. So it was pretty easy, but I still was quite blind. Like I was just <laughs> kind of like, well, let's do this.
2: <laughs> Did you always know that you wanted to play college soccer in the US? I think it became clear when you just kind of looked above
0: to older players and a lot of Canadians do it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: it just kind of felt like the right pathway and obviously now you see some players skipping college, um, which is really interesting and and cool for female footballers. But um, my personal decision was like, yeah, this isn't a great opportunity to get an education, to play football, and then kind of who knows where it will lead. And obviously it led me to play professionally. But um, yeah, it was the route like most older Canadian players were taking. So it kind of seemed like a great idea.
1: I find it so crazy that... Players now can will skip the college and go right into professional. Because when you think of who you were as a player when you were a freshman, compared to as a senior, you're like, I would have kicked the freshman year mm-hmm. version of myself's ass.
2: Yeah, right. right. Isn't
1: that nuts? So then it blows my mind that you know that. I mean, I obviously we didn't play professionally after college, but just the amount of growth over those four years, I can't even imagine as a freshman being ready to just. it's so true I
3: just feel like I feel like everyone matures from that freshman year to to at least junior year it's like you you look back and you're like oh my gosh i totally different player from from that experience even just
1: strength and speed and maturity like yeah can't even imagine it
0: yeah
3: no I know and the biggest thing for me
0: is just maturity off the field too like Mm -hmm. you're really so young And, like, I think I was still 17 going to Michigan because I have a late birthday. And just thinking of going right to professional is, I mean, it's a foreign idea to me. Mm -hmm. But I think it goes to show how youth are being developed in North America and how the women's game is following some of the the ways that the men's game goes Mm -hmm. because they're with academies from the time they're, like, seven years old. So I think it is cool to see. And, obviously, it's showing that, professional footballers can make a living so I think it's yeah it's a, it's a cool thing
3: definitely I know it's weird like you go pro but then you still have never cooked a meal for yourself or did your <laughs> own laundry <laughs> it's amazing yeah. I remember Mal Pugh was telling us about that when she went pro she was like I don't know how to cook my like I yeah. have to cook for myself um but anyway so can you tell us about your experience in the 2019 World Cup absolutely yeah I mean
0: So that was my first senior World Cup and it was in France. So, I mean, it was so well done, like obviously a footballing country and it was spread out over the country, which was really cool. Um, Yeah, I just felt so proud because I was able to play every minute of every game for Canada. So it was such like a, it was, yeah, it was such a monumental thing for me as in my career and just to represent your country anytime is incredible, but to do it for the world cup, that's like every footballer's dream. So um, yeah, it was incredible. And I felt like I was in such a different place from when I went into Rio 2016, because I've had so many years to play with the national team. And then I just felt, I felt really prepared, which is such a good feeling. And so yeah, um, yeah, obviously, I wish we went further and whatnot, but I think personally it was it was so huge for my development and, and confidence and um, really just getting that level of experience, um, yeah, at that time.
3: Yeah, young lady ballers dream to be in that position, like regardless if you win or not, just being able to like represent your country on the world stage. And f- France was amazing. We actually went to – we followed the U.S. national team all throughout – France. So we um, were all over the place, and it must have just been so unbelievable. And I can't imagine the amount of focus and like commitment that you had to make to get there. Like all the stuff, all the years leading up to it. Like, do you have? Uh, what does it take to be a professional player like at that level? Like is like you you were talking about mindset, but I would love to know are there any like skills or what does it take? Yeah. No, I think it's a great
0: question. Um, I don't think it boils down to one thing, but for me, I think I've, uh, I, my competitive level is very high. And I think, I think that definitely helps in, in any, I mean, really professionally on any level, whether that's football, whether that's in an office, I think I'm obsessed with progressing and I'm obsessed with getting better than I was. And so I think that mindset helps me a lot because I'm always trying to learn from people around me. And so no matter what environment I I'm in, I've learned from the coaches there. I've learned from the players there and I've always kind of watched what older players have done as well. So you kind of learn what works for other people and you're like, okay, I can do this. Like I can emulate this. So I think I've taken these bits of like these little bits of gold, I guess you could say from each environment and kind of made it my own Um, but I've always been competitive so like whether it was like running on the treadmill as far as I can which like I wouldn't recommend it it's not great underneath but (laughs) but like I've always just wanted to get better get fitter and like yeah just lift people up around me so I think being a team sport also helps my personality because I am quite social so I love the team energy um but yeah, I think it's being obsessed with progression. I think that's one of the things. It's not a bad trait to have as a professional.
2: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. You sound very goal oriented. Do you have any like personal or team goals that you have for this year? Yeah, I mean,
0: I I definitely do. I am a planner. So I think like that helps me kind of see things. Um, So right now with Spurs, um, our goal has been to get in the the top half of the table. So we're obviously in crunch time now. I think we have like five or six games left. Um, But yeah, that has been our goal. So we had a a manager change, um, I guess, obviously, like three or four months ago now. But um, that was her goal. And we all got on board with that and said, like, look, we're a growing club and we can really make that happen. So immediate goal is definitely that, but if I think more, a bit more long-term, I mean, playing for Spurs, playing for such a big club is so amazing. And I think the investment from our board will continue to grow. And I think we can be a team competing at the top. And I don't think that's an unrealistic goal in the next, you know, coming years. So definitely club-wise, I want to get us up there at the top of the WSL. Um, And then obviously with the national team, Like we want to be back on the podium and we make that really clear and we want to, you know, we've gotten bronze twice and how can we change the color of that medal and really shoot for something and, and really, you know, put our best foot forward. So I think it's just being brave to set those high goals and I'd rather set a higher goal and, and go for it, you know, so immediate goals, I guess. Yeah,
3: that's it. Love that. Um, and so you're a defender, right? Like, what, what are, is your best advice for a defensive player who's listening right now? Like, what is maybe a strength of yours that wor- is, works really well for your position? Um, good question. I think,
0: I mean, I've definitely worked a lot on my 1v1 defending. So I'm not afraid to challenge myself and go against the best strikers in training and really kind of put that to the test. I think one of um, I guess one of my kind of skills is my leadership and my vocal ability to organize those around me because I think I mean if you have a tight organized team I mean that solves half your battles so I think it's also building partnerships within your back line if you're a defender is huge and those in front of you so I definitely try and be an organizer I'm always communicating with my people beside me um, because you can do more jobs
1: with that. Um, is your and voice, then more, is your voice, the one that you can hear from a million miles away
2: <laughs> on the field. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, everyone's like, "Can hey, you shut up?" <laughs> there no,
2: needs to um, be
0: one. There needs on every team. There has go, to
2: be.
1: You need the
0: one yeah. whose
2: voice could be
1: heard from literally anywhere. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, and then I guess more individually, um, I pride myself on reading the game. So, like, I would say. I'm a bit above I'm definitely above average in speed, but you'll go against strikers who are the top, like top pace. And so I pride myself on positioning and how I read the game to win balls in behind and really get in my timing. Right. So I think that's one of the things I really focused on um, coming against really fast strikers is how, how I position myself, how I read the ball, how I read the pressure on the ball, um, when to drop, when to step, et cetera. So I think, those are just like training habits that i try and um work on really every day that's have what been, yeah.
1: i'm sorry i was going to say have you been a defender always or did were you did you have to ever have to change positions
0: i played a bit more on um, left wing when i was really young that's a big and difference. then i kind of <laughs> did some yeah then i did some left back and then it was actually just in uh, at michigan one of our central defenders she um graduated and they were like look do you want to give us a go and i was like okay great and it just kind of stuck and that's why i started playing for canada um and then i kind of found myself like yeah on
1: that left side of of the center backs, and um haven't really looked back <laughs> it's so funny so many players that especially during their college time just had the opportunity to play somewhere that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't there the position that they were recruited for and it ends up just literally like it's stuck and it's the one that you end up being the best at which is so funny to think yeah. of how that works out yeah, yeah
3: it's wild i was actually recruited as a center back and then i ended up as a forward and an outside mid oh and like God. all this but like honestly <laughs> yeah. i pre- i preferred it anyway but it is wild when that happens like you just adjust and you move on but i was going to say what made you What made you get to where you are today? Do you think it's like the repetition of doing those movements for, for your position, like getting out there, like you said, the, the positioning and everything, like you were saying, it becomes a habit, and I think that's so important for players to, to recognize, like just doing it over and over again until you perfect it is like probably a great idea when it comes to your position.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think you can never do the basics enough. Like mm-hmm. it, you can perfect things and it almost becomes muscle memory. But then again, you the game of football, it's not always predictable. So it's, it's being able to do the basics well, but then being very adaptable in the game. So I think that's where experience, where a lot of game time comes. And I guess like one of my biggest piece of advice would be like, Like you want to be in an environment where you can really push to get on the field because it's hard to replicate the unpredictability of a game. So I think it's just putting yourself in an environment where you're really pushing to get game time because that's where you grow so much and you learn, you make mistakes in game and you really, if you've practiced the basics, those things come simply, but then it's dealing with the challenges in the game and really
1: learning from that i love that that's so true i was gonna say i feel like sometimes people they want to be on the best team and nothing less and then they they realize that they're missing out on a lot of yeah of course you get better on the best team even if you're on the bench but like you that it's it's very hard to replicate game anything yeah. game fitness game <laughs> situations anything like that so just to, to be somewhere where you can actually play and and get experience like that is is definitely worth it for sure
2: for sure do you have any other passions besides soccer
0: Um, I mean, I'm a people person. So like, honestly, one of my passions is just being like the connector on a team and like being the person who is easy to speak to or can check in on everyone. So I feel like one of my passions is developing relationships with people. Um, and I just feel so fortunate because I have so many all across the world, um, from playing professionally. And I think, um, yeah I like to drive standards so like obviously I guess on and off the pitch um I love yoga I got really into yoga especially in Orlando there were so many great studios so that was a passion of mine I haven't done as much to be fair
1: so you're not um, you're not one of those soccer players that like can barely touch their toes like (laughs) (laughs) no like I am way too flexible
2: (laughs) that was way too easy (laughs) no resistance i would have hurt myself jealous <laughs> you're gonna yeah, knock so. yourself out
0: <laughs> I exactly. um i know i also love to travel i love to try new experiences um obviously with covid it's been a you know bit different mm-hmm. um but no i really like to be where my feet are so like i love to try new things try new foods um yeah just learn from people so definitely a people person that's the passion
2: I love that that's awesome um do we want to wrap up some rapid fire
1: yes. yes all right yep you're up for some questions that you can answer as slowly as you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay
3: what is your favorite pump up song
0: oh god that's hard most likely drake to be fair uh,
1: that's a good one like yeah. if you hit if you hit, if you hit shuffle he's probably coming up the he's 100 percent coming up all right year. so that was okay. an easy answer yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: there you go um what's your favorite soccer memory big or small
0: um probably the rio 2016 um uh, bronze medal
1: it's for sure memorable i would <laughs> that'd be one of my favorite memories <laughs> um do you have any playing superstitions so
0: I'm not superstitious at all. And I don't know if that's weird because I feel like a lot of people are.
1: I feel like more people aren't than are. Oh, really?
2: Okay. I mean, my I think so people, people think yes. they aren't, but then when we're like, yeah, but do you put your cleats on yes. a in the way? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Maybe <laughs> they
0: underestimate how, I su- mean, maybe, maybe that's me too. But to yeah. be fair, I just need a good sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just, that's a that's really good one though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just love a good, like, solid nine hours sleep mm. that
1: makes me very happy a good superstitious nine hours for yeah. sure
3: <laughs> um do you have any favorite pre-game meals
0: um
3: or post-game
0: post-game I can't lie I love pizza mm. so who doesn't any anything
1: goes I, post-game <laughs>
0: honestly yeah pizza is a go-to I love like Mexican food as well so like tacos, burritos, we and
2: actually, like yeah. I was just gonna say we went to a game in Tata, me and Carly, and we <laughs> at the stadium and it was like a lot of foods we didn't really know, but they did have pizzas. <laughs> like That's so amazing. our whole team got pizzas <laughs> at the game. Nice. It's, it's a little different than New York, but it was really good.
1: Yeah, we still yeah, loved we it.
2: Yeah, we, we love all pizzas. <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> um, who is the hardest player you've ever had to defend?
0: Oh,
1: good one. Marta! someone the game ended and you were like, holy shit, that was terrible. That was (laughs) hard. Marta's definitely up there.
3: Who's your favorite teammate to play with? I think
0: one of my favorite teammates is Allie Krieger. Um, I just, when I came into the spirit, she was such a leader and she is such a professional. Like no matter the day, no matter the time, no matter the session, she's just like all out, like 100%, just a really, really good professional. So I think at that time I learned a lot from her and then we both made our way to Orlando. Oops, sorry. Yeah, she we sucks. both made our
1: way to Orlando and it was great. I feel like she's so nice too. Like I would feel very welcome going on a team that she was on.
0: Yeah, no, she, she is such a leader in that sense too. Like she, she's really good at connecting the team. That's
2: awesome. Um, What teammate makes you
0: laugh the most? Oh, my gosh. On our team here, her name (laughs) is Lucy Quinn, and she is one of the funniest teammates I've ever had. Like, she will crack jokes in meetings at our head coach and have us all absolutely (laughs) dying. But, like, she's the only way, the only one that could get away with it because she's actually just hilarious. So, no, she
2: definitely brings the vibes every team has that person that like can get yeah. away with that humor like yes. even the coach is like i can't i can't get mad no, at the you. coach laughs
3: he's like turning
2: <laughs> i, I <laughs> thought i was that player but i wasn't <laughs> I'm
1: not.
2: yes
3: you I were shannon wow.
1: <laughs> who is your favorite team to watch any sport
0: men's or women? i do love watching men manchester city football i i love how technical their center backs are i love how they play out under any type of pressure um yeah i love watching peps teams that's a lot of a lot of players answer man city
3: yeah yeah Yeah. nice um what is your favorite stadium to play in i
0: think one of my favorites is the psg stadium um yeah that paris stadium is unbelievable and we played at it in the world cup and I just like our um, the day before the game when we went and saw the stadium and just walking around, you know, pregame, I was just blown away at how beautiful it is. And it was obviously so fun playing in the World Cup there, too. So that's definitely one of my favorites.
2: I it, think that was our favorite to watch at. It was yeah, just so Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Like amazing nice. atmosphere. Exactly. Um, if you didn't play professional soccer, what career would you be in? Your dream job.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, part of me wants to be like a boss businesswoman, Mm -hmm. And then another part of me could like see myself almost like a sporting director kind of, um, that would be really cool as well. Like overseeing a lot of different sports, but then I don't know, there's like (laughs) so many different things, but yeah, it's a hard one. Oh
1: you are we'll a good sporting director. You'd be dealing with a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I like. feel like any yeah, job where you get, get to interact with. Like, oh, too many. <laughs> <laughs> um, What is your biggest soccer girl prop?
0: Oh, this is a good one. Oh, see, one came to mind, but it's kind of lame. When I was just, just going to say, no, I was going to say, you got to mm-hmm. say the first thing that comes to mind. OK. When I wear shorts and I realize how dry my legs are.
1: Yeah. Um, I hate
0: when that I,
3: happens. I
0: hate that. And then you look down and I'm like, oh no. Oh my right. god. Oh,
1: it's chalk legs. I remember
3: <laughs> I remember being in the locker room and not having like lotion, so I'd be throwing yes. water on my legs, which makes it exactly. so much worse.
0: <laughs> yes, I've done that too. And then you just see the lines, you're like, yep. Oh
2: no. you're just like sick yeah <laughs> yeah that's up oh my god that's great yeah well thank you so much for coming on this has been awesome
0: yeah no problem thanks for reaching out it was a blast i love seeing what you guys are doing enjoy right, the rest of your day okay, thank you so guys. much
2: bye, bye.